0: How much does it cost to get a good starting quarterback in the transfer portal? A lot of stuff going on here at this time of year. Some would tell you between $1 and $2 million. In fact, that's according to one Power 5 coach. And since the transfer portal just opened up this week, I thought we'd take a closer look at that very subject right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You know, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and here on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to talk about. Starting quarterback money in the transfer portal and how this relates to Big Ten schools, a couple of them in particular, plus Heisman talk. We have our final four candidates. We do have one member of the Big Ten. We'll talk about that, plus some college hoops and our final power rankings, the football teams of the Big Ten. But I'll tell you what I think each team needs to do moving forward into next year be sure to subscribe down below and follow lockdown big 10 for free wherever you get your podcast that way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day so it was nebraska coach matt rule holding a press conference last week and he was asked a lot of questions about getting a new quarterback or his quarterback situation after a five and seven season after all He played three different quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks there at Nebraska. They all got at least five games for the Huskers with muted success. But Rule says, hey, you want a new quarterback? Well, it's going to cost you a million bucks, maybe a million and a half, probably two million. At that point, he wasn't just rattling off numbers. We'll explore that a little bit. He goes, just so that we're all on the same page. That's what it's going to cost. And that some teams have six or $7 million players playing for them. Look, he's laying the expectations to Husker fans. We're like, ah, just go get somebody else. And he knows what the financial situation is there at Nebraska, but he's using the media to convey his message that, hey, it's not as easy as you think with name, image, and likeness. And uh, players and quarterbacks are now seeking the most NIO money possible in addition to guaranteed playing time used to be just like give me some playing time chance to prove myself no you got to have some nil money too it's all it's all a bidding war at this point rules numbers may not be that far off remember last summer in a story that we talked about extensively right here on lockdown big 10 maryland quarterback talia tanga viola He admitted that an SEC school offered him a million and a half dollars to transfer to them over the summer, but he wanted to stay at Maryland and finish the job there. Now, he wouldn't admit which school it was. I think we laid out a pretty good case that we suspected it was Alabama. You remember Alabama uh, this summer thought they had a really good football team. Obviously, they did, but they did not feel good about quarterback. Uh, Nick Saban came out of the spring game just shaking his head. We got to find ourselves a quarterback. The three guys they had were really raw and making a lot of mistakes. And Jalen Milrow wasn't the Jalen Milrow that we see today. He was nowhere near it. But to his credit, he quickly became one of the most improved players in the country before our very eyes through to the end of the season. And nobody could have predicted that. And Nobody. but And maybe Nick Saban did. I don't know. But they did a good job. And now they're in the college football playoffs taking on Michigan on January one. But back in the day, you could just recruit a kid and say, hey, we like you. We think you'd be a good fit here. If you work really, really hard, maybe by your second or third year, you can crack our lineup. That used to be the standard line. Then it became about telling a kid, hey, we'll play you right away. All right, you come here, play for me. We'll get you out there. You'll play right away and show everybody what you can do. That way you could get to the NFL. But now it's about – Telling a kid how strong your NIL collective is, right? You got to say, well, we've got these three car dealers over here. We've got a shoe manufacturer here. These oil tycoons over here with their subsidiary businesses. Uh, Plus, we've got a national brand, so we can get you some hamburger or soft drink commercials, all this kind of stuff. We'd probably start you off around $2 million a year and bring you right in. Everything will be great. That's what's going on right now. That's how you recruit a kid now. Some schools are in a better position to do it than others. So, and plus, once you do that, you're committing to playing a kid, whether he's good enough to play or not. I mean, you're not going to set up a kid for all these millions of dollars and have the kids sit on the bench. Advertisers don't pay for kids to sit on the bench. So there's all sorts of pressures going on here from all sides. So it's something to consider. I thought Matt Rule was was spot on spot on with his comments to the media last week. Uh, talking to everybody about what the reality is with the transfer portal and finding players uh, specifically with quarterback. Now, Matt Rule's not opposed to finding a quarterback in the transfer portal. In fact, last year, Jeff Sims came in from Georgia Tech, but he was a turnover machine for the Huskers. He started two games and he threw one touchdown and six interceptions. Now, some people will... Uh, look at some of the quarterbacks in the in the portal we're gonna we're gonna take a look at who's available some big names are out there already we'll run down some of those but rule says he'd much prefer to be the type of guy that develops his own quarterback old school the hard way as he says and um you know he's these other kids are you know they're looking for the nil money but you bring in a kid, you develop him, and then he starts wanting more nil money. Or secondly, if he develops too much, you know, with Nebraska's quarterback run, first, pass, uh, second offense, uh, maybe a good quarterback will start to look elsewhere where he can improve his future football prospects by going somewhere where he can throw the ball. Or maybe Rule and his recruits, maybe he recruits a young quarterback with some blazing speed and develops quarterback. After two or three years, though, into the system, he gets bumped because somebody else just got recruited. It's part of the deal. It just happened at Ohio State. Ryan Day literally developed Kyle McCord, who went 11-1 and and was told to hit the streets because the Buckeyes felt they needed to upgrade there. Maybe Matt Rule should get uh, McCord on the phone as soon as possible. He'd kill to have a quarterback like that. But McCord, he's a passer, not a runner. And that's not Nebraska style. Maybe they would change for him. Could Nebraska afford a kid like that? Could McCord ask for the numbers that rule is suggesting are necessary? Maybe, maybe not. By the way, a little sidebar on all of that. Uh, this uh, Kyle McCord kind of gave a hint what he's looking for as he's transferring out of Ohio State. He said he will not go to a lesser Big Ten school, and he would not be in a situation where he would have to play against Ohio State. So looks like he's looking to get out of the Big Ten All together. Back to the Matt Rule example. And by the way, I'm not picking on Matt Rule. I'm not featuring Matt Rule. I'm just using him as an example because he spoke about this. But this applies to everybody. You know, Rule did develop uh, Heinrich Harburg after Sims was injured, and he stuck with Harburg when Sims uh, returned to the or was healthy enough to return to the lineup. Harburg started eight games, and he had a five and three record. And, but he only completed 49% of his passes. I just don't know if that works today. Um, he threw seven touchdown passes and seven interceptions. Not a great ratio. He's a good runner, though, and that's what Nebraska likes to do. There was also Chubba Purdy, the brother of Brock Purdy. Came in late in the season, showed some signs of promise, I thought. But, you know, he appeared in six games. A little bit underwhelming when you look at his stats. But I thought there were flashes of ability there. For now, Rule likes what he sees in Harburg and Purdy. And he would like to continue to develop them, but that means the Huskers will not get out the NIL, NIL checkbook and go hire a ringer to make their offense go. But just for fun, um, let's take a look at some of the quarterbacks that have made news this week by entering the transfer portal and see who is out there and available. Of course, Kyle McCord, we've talked about him. We'll see where he ends up. I think fairly soon we'll have some sort of announcement from him couple of quarterback options from Oregon State, Aiden Childs. Maybe he follows Jonathan Smith to Michigan State, familiar with each other, might be a good fit, still has a couple years of eligibility left and a lot of upside with his ability. Also from Oregon State, DJ uh, U- Ungalele, uh, who's also at Clemson before he went to Oregon State. You know, he's looking for he's got one more year left, he's looking for somewhere he can go where he can take a take a shot at getting himself NFL ready. So maybe for a kid like that NIL isn't as important as being able to play every snap of the season with a coach that he thinks can get him ready for the NFL. Maybe maybe that's more important to a kid like him than no money. Washington State's Cam Ward, a dual threat, going to be a rental, only one year left on his eligibility. Word on the street is it maybe Ohio State and Cam Ward might be a good fit actually. So uh we'll see uh, because Ohio State, they got the five-star kid, Air Nolan, coming from Georgia. But, I mean, how often does a true freshman just step right into the lineup at Ohio State and go? Maybe needs a year. So maybe you, you pass that year by having Cam Ward or somebody like that come in and be your quarterback. Will Howard at Kansas State is another example. Kind of a traditional pocket uh, passer. He can run a little bit. Good leader. Huge guy. 6'5", 240 pounds. You got Riley Leonard from Duke. They had a great season. He's He can run. He can pass. Nice deep ball with this kid. Notre Dame and Auburn kind of circling him a little bit. They both want him. There's Dante Moore from UCLA. Another good choice. Former number one recruit in the country coming out of high school. Pure pocket passer, high IQ, that kind of guy. Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma is another option. He was formerly at Central Florida. You got Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Earlier in his career, when Mike Leach was still alive, part of that air raid attack, he can throw into some pretty tight windows. Might be an option for some people. There's Tyler Van Dyke leaving Miami. Uh, A lot of ups and downs. I live in Florida, so I see a lot of Miami stuff. He had a five-game stretch where he threw 11 interceptions. A lot of ups and downs. A lot of people at Miami frustrated, and then praising him the next minute, frustrated the next. Another one, if you want a scrappy hustle, uh, team guy, uh, Bryson Barnes out of Utah looking for a new place. Very scrappy because Cam Rising is going to come back from his injuries, going to be healthy, and there's really no place uh, for Barnes. So he's going to be looking for a place to go. Anyway, those are just some thoughts really quickly about some of the quarterbacks that are out there in the first week of the transfer portal. We'd love your comments and your thoughts. Hit me up on X at Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10. Also here on YouTube and, of course, uh, our website, talkbig 10.com. So Heisman Trophy, presentation Saturday, four finalists, three of them are quarterbacks. By the way, all three quarterbacks change schools, hit the transfer portal at one time in their career to end up where they are at. Kind of keep with the theme of the day. One candidate, though, the non-quarterback. From Ohio State, Big Ten School. We will talk about that and all their chances in just one minute, right here on Lockdown Big Ten. I know we come to sports and podcasts like this to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but maybe we can just take a minute and talk about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, for example. Uh, Right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It's very scary for a lot of people. And I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than having yourself or uh, an elderly parent or a child or somebody get sick. And then the supply chain issue is is keeping you from getting the the medication that you absolutely need. So thankfully, uh, you'll be okay if you go with Jace Medical. Jace, uh, the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among other things, all that kind of stuff that can happen to us in fact, Here's a Jace case right here. That's what it looks like. Comes in a little package, got the medications in there and, uh, can come to, uh, right to your front door. All you need to do is visit JaceMedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost, and it's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code LOCKED ON and get $20 off of your order. I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Big 10 your first listen each and every day, especially you everydayers out there. We always appreciate you guys. You guys help us spread the word, and we are just growing leaps and bounds. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't uh, uh, down below. And uh, that's if you're on YouTube, anywhere else, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big 10. Uh, even if you're on YouTube, you can share it. Uh, it's uh, Lockdown Big 10, your team every day. All right, the Heisman Trophy winner will be announced on Saturday at the Jazz at Lincoln Center in New York, 8 p.m. Saturday night, Eastern time. Your four candidates are Bo Nix, quarterback at Oregon, Jaden Daniels, quarterback at LSU, Michael Penix Jr., quarterback at Washington, and Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver at Ohio State. Let's talk about these guys. Certainly here in Lockdown Big Ten, and you guys who pay attention to Big Ten, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. had a wonderful year at Ohio State. 67 catches, 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, one of them even a rushing touchdown. A lot of great numbers. Trying to become the first Buckeye since Troy Smith in 2006 to get the Heisman Trophy. And Marvin Harrison will be the first wide receiver picked in the NFL draft. We all know that. Fantastic year. Will he win the Heisman? I don't know. I don't think so. Look, this thing's become a quarterback's award. In fact, since 2019, of the 22 have been uh, quarterbacks. And I I don't know. I think it's a leaning quarterback again. And the three quarterbacks, interesting. You know, I was talking about this earlier today bonix uh, Bo Nix and Michael Penix, I thought it was coming down to a showdown between those two guys and all the hype with those two schools. They were ranked in the – both of them in the top six all year, and they had the big showdown at the end of the year in the Pac-12 championship. Michael Penix and Washington won both games by three points. Um, I thought it was, it was kind of back and forth between those guys. And then you look at the stats of Jaden Daniels. I'll get to those in a minute. Let me talk about Michael Penix Jr., first of all, at Washington – transfer from indiana you know i'm an indiana grad it still hurts me that he left but had a great career at washington led the nation in passing yards passing yards per game 33 touchdowns washington wins the pack 12 washington has never had a heisman trophy winner did you know that in fact the last top 10 finalist was jake browning finished 6th in 2016 of course jake browning in the news from uh, from monday night Meanwhile, Bo Nix was on a late-season tear. Pretty good all year. Started off at Auburn, had mixed results there, goes to Oregon, and did great. Uh, Really thrived up there. Completed 77% of his passes and threw for over 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Pretty good ratio, I'd have to say. Also rushed for 228 yards and six touchdowns. He led the nation in completions and completion percentage, but the last five games was on a tear through 19 touchdowns, only two interceptions. By the way, Oregon's last Heisman winner, Marcus Mariota in 2014. But Bo Nix was really putting up some big yards. So again, I, I thought Bo Nix, Michael Penix back and forth. And the reason they were in the news a lot because of the, their position of the teams, the teams were winning. LSU didn't have a Typical LSU didn't have a bad year. They didn't have a typical LSU year. And so the second half of the season, you know, Jaden Daniels and LSU wasn't in the national media a lot. By the way, he transferred from Arizona State before into LSU. But at the end of the day, you look at his numbers, he completed 72% of his passes, 3,800 yards. And he had a 40 touchdown and four interception ratio, almost identical to uh to bo nix's numbers but then on top of those passing numbers you he was also a thousand yard rusher also ran the ball for over a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns he's also the first to throw for 350 yards and rush for over 200 in one game did that against florida I think we, if if you're if you're a voter out there for the Heisman and you want to vote for a quarterback and you're just gonna be a stats guy, you can't look at those stats and not vote for for Jaden Daniels. If you want to go, hey, it's about winning your conference and being like Michael Penix or what? Fine, and maybe the quarterback vote gets split. And that helps out Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe he sneaks up. Maybe everybody gets around twenty-five percent of the vote, when one percent here or there. Maybe that's that's Marvin Harrison's best chance. But Jade Daniels, you look at his stats, and uh, it's it's head and shoulders above everybody else. So that's who I think is going to get it is Jade Daniels at LSU. But we'll see. That's on Saturday. Um, by the way, I mentioned since two thousand, only three players that were not quarterbacks have won the award. They were all at Alabama. All three of them, Devontae Smith, who's now with the Eagles, Derrick Henry, of course, running back with the Titans, and uh, Mark Ingram, who uh, was in the NFL, nice TV guy with uh, with nice shades. <laughs> Those glasses are shade. It looks good. And, of course, at the beginning of the year, all the money, uh, if, you, if you like to wager on these sort of things, Caleb Williams at USC was going to be a repeat, right? That was a slam dunk. Caleb Williams is going to win a, not even finalist this year. Went seven and five, disappointing year through 30 touchdown passes. Drake May never really got going. He was the second one. In fact, Caleb Williams and Drake May will probably be the first two quarterbacks drafted in the NFL draft. They only went eight and four this year at North Carolina. You know, we talk a lot about J.J. McCarthy. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but doesn't put up a lot of big numbers either. Doesn't have to. He's not even in consideration here. So, anyway, we'd love your thoughts on the Heisman Trophy. Hit me up at Twitter at TalkBig10 or comments here on YouTube or at the website as well, talkbig 10.com. Got some basketball. If you're watching this here on the midweek release, Wednesday, Wednesday night, uh, Big 10 basketball, 5-2 and two Rutgers is at 4-3 Wake Forest on the ACC Network at 6 o'clock. Eastern time, of course, Penn State and Maryland, both teams are 4-4. Four and four, That's at 7 o'clock on the Big 10 Network. 4-3 Miami of Ohio is at 7-1 Ohio State at 7 o'clock, and 7-1 and Nebraska at 5-3 and three Minnesota That is at 9 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. And there are lady hoops as well. Michigan at Toledo. Number four, Iowa and Caitlin Clark and company at Iowa State. Uh, Northern Kentucky is at Illinois. Southeast Missouri State of Purdue. And Minnesota is at Kentucky. Want to take this moment to tell you about Locked On. We've launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube in addition to this one that you're watching right now. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. Local experts from Locked On all join. This show is on there uh, from time to time as well. So check it out on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, I have our final uh, power rankings for football for the Big Ten. But with a twist, first of all, we'll see where your team finishes on this list. And then I'm going to tell you what I think each team needs to do moving on to next year before we start talking about them again. Although we never really stop talking about these football teams. We'll do all that in one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. And also, I want to tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel. You can still join FanDuel and uh, get some NFL action going on here. They are America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. You do money line straight up winners, point spreads, player props, over unders. I'll give you a couple examples right here. Army Navy this weekend, right? Army's two and a two and a half point favorite, but that's not the important number. The over-under is always the important number in this game. It's set at 30, uh, check that, 27 and a half. That seems low, but it's really not. It's like an Iowa game. No big deal. Take the under. You always take the under in the Army-Navy game. Always. I think like 14 of the last 17 years, it's hit the under. Also, Patriots-Steelers, Thursday night football. Take the under on that one. That is going to be an ugly... so the Patriots team is score last weekend. You got uh, Bailey Zappi and Mitchell Trubisky. Take the under. That's set at 30 points. Anyway, go visit. You can't do it unless you visit fanDuel.com/slash uh, locked on and kick off the rest of your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so let's uh let's take a look at our power rankings. And let's see here. Uh, first of all, we get a couple things up here. Make sure you all know about our website, uh, talk big ten, number ten. There on the bottom crawl. There you go. Okay, let's put it up here full screen power rankings and tell you what I think. Of course, obviously, gonna we'll put the Michigan Wolverines at number one. They won the conference. I had them up at the top along with Ohio State all year, so they're still one, two. These teams are about six points apart, right? Uh, based on their head to head play. Penn State Nittany Lions at number three. First of all, Michigan, they're going to lose like 23 players to the NFL draft. J.J. McCarthy may not be one. He might come back, maybe. And uh, depending on what they got waiting in the wings there, it's going to be like a whole new team for Michigan next year. Uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, going to look a lot there. Obviously, they're going to upgrade a quarterback. That's been an issue with Kyle McCord. Going into the transfer portal, it's going to be interesting to see how they what, how they fine-tune themselves. Look, they came up six points short. Otherwise, they were undefeated the rest of the season. I don't think they need a major overhaul, but it feels like they're making a major overhaul there. Penn State Nittany Lions, they got a brand-new offensive co- uh, coordinator. Uh, Andy uh, Kotelniki from Kansas. We'll see how he does. I would take their bowl game, and I would just start throwing downfield. Start working on that. Drew Aller, just let him chuck it. Iowa Hawkeyes at number four. Congratulations to them uh, getting to the Big Ten championship game. Uh, we're all going to be very cur- curious to see who they hire as an offensive coordinator. Now, Kate McNamara is coming back. He was injured most of the year. He's coming back at quarterback next year. I, I think that's the plan to stick with him for now. What kind of offense can he run? Can he be more explosive? Uh, certainly, everybody wants to uh, see a little more. Uh, offensive output with this football team. Although, can you argue with the 10 wins in the Big Ten Championship game? I don't know. Northwestern Wildcats coming in at number five. Nobody predicted that they would be a seven win team and go bowling after winning one game last year. More of the same with Northwestern. Here's the problem with David Braun he may have had too much success too early. He came in there as the interim coach, got the wins, got the head coaching job permanently. And, I mean, can they improve on seven wins next year? Can they be an eight- or nine-win team next year? There's a lot of pressure. He won too many games in his first year. I say that tongue-in-cheek, of course, but still. The Maryland Terps, they just need a little bit of everything more, right? Uh, Talia Tungavaila will have the all-time passing mark in the Big Ten. So now, who's next? Who's going to lead that team? Who's going to lead the offense? You know, receivers, running back line. Mike Loxley, got the program respectable, but I know they want to take the next step up. Same thing with Rutgers. Um, Rutgers, a very good defensive team. They need improvement at quarterback and a little more explosion on offense. They're they're a powerful team. They need a little, little flash to go with it. Wisconsin Badgers. All right, Luke Fickle gets them bowl eligible in his first year, got them at number eight and came in promising the air raid, but realized he had a pretty good running attack, Braylon Allen and company, and huge offensive linemen. So I don't know if they did a, they had to temper their expectations. I don't know if this is a transition year. We'll see what he recruits. We'll see what he gets in the portal. And i uh, going to be very interested to keep an eye on the Wisconsin Badgers. Illinois finding Illini at number nine, a disappointing year for them. Didn't win as many games as they wanted, uh, particularly coming off of last year. And again, they'll lose some, some talent to the NFL draft, but, um, uh, we'll see if this was kind of a transit, this, this was, it was a transition year. I think, uh, for Brett Bielema, I don't know that he really realistically could have built on what, uh, off the top of my head where they have eight wins the year before. I think it was. And, uh, took a little step back this year, Minnesota golden Gophers five and seven. Uh, they need a quarterback. Ethan kaliak Manis will be gone. And they need an up, they need an upgrade there at quarterback. So we'll see what uh what they do there with PJ Fleck. Of course, they do get to go to a bowl game because there weren't enough six win teams. So at five and seven, they're going to go bowling, get to work on some things. Nebraska, again, we talked about Matt Rule a lot today. They, the, the number one thing they need to do two things. They need to get settled on quarterback, okay? And they got to take care of the ball. I think they had like 30, over 30 turnovers this year. Got to take care of that. We'll see what happens with the Michigan State Spartans with uh, Jonathan Smith at head coach there. All the quarterbacks are leaving in the portal. A lot of a lot of guys leaving in the portal. It's going to be a whole new team. Purdue Boilermakers, they lose the receiver to the, the portal. Hudson Card uh, will come back a quarterback. And uh, second year for Ryan Walters as the head coach next year. And the Indiana Hoosiers got a brand-new football coach and for their five offensive linemen and their quarterback all hit the portal. So that's going to be a complete redo in Bloomington, Indiana. So there it is, our final power rankings to close out the season. Let me know what you think at Twitter or here on YouTube as well. Those are many ways for you to get a hold of me. Don't forget the website, talkbig 10.com. And be sure to subscribe down below and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app so you can get the latest episode of lockdown big 10 as soon as it becomes available each and every day and also don't forget the lockdown sports today podcast a brand new 24 7 sports channel here in the lockdown family our our show will appear on there as well but go check it out and subscribe as well i'd love to visit today thank you very much i'm gonna look at um before the week is out we're gonna look a little bit more at penn state so tell all your nittany lions fans we're gonna explore what they really are going to do on offense And uh, we'll take another look at the Heisman Trophy Award, which will be this weekend as well, and Marvin Harrison Jr. before the week is up on more of these podcasts. So that'll do it for Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman.